I'm so excited for you to hear part two of my interview with Shay Cochran from Social Squares. She is amazing. Um, if this is the first time you're listening and you have not listened to the last episode, which was part one of this interview with Shay, please do definitely go back to episode 73 and play it because it is it is sets up the the whole podcast, that first part. So definitely go back and see it. And I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to Marketing Strategy Academy podcast, where we help female entrepreneurs go from marketing overwhelm to an easy streamlined strategy and system that includes Pinterest and repurposing content to grow their businesses when they have very little time. I'm your host, Jen Vasquez. Let's jump right into it. Okay. I think it's time for us to pivot a little bit. You are very well known for working a 16 hour week and everybody wonders if they know you, because some people will say, oh, she's just an owner that like owns a business, but she's not working in her business. That is not the, that's not correct. Um, But you and your husband also feel the same, that it is really important to have a priority on your family and Mm -hmm. to really have your business work for your family versus you working for your business. So tell me a little bit about um, how you got to that spot? Like, when did you figure out that that was sort of a need? And then how did you end up like actually making it a reality? Yeah. Cause that's the hard part too. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Oh, so I love having this conversation. So thanks for even asking that. Um, the 16 hours originated, um, because in 2009, when we moved here and I had a baby and I had, a new mortgage and it was the start of the recession or we were like in the red hot heat of the recession in 2009. My husband lost his job. I had left my wedding photography business back in Virginia, had a new baby, didn't have clients in Florida, just had like maybe a few that I had gotten off the knot. I mean, we were like, that was the year that we went on food stamps. He could not get a job to save his life. He's like applying a hundred places a week. No one will hire him. That's how bad the economy is. Then we're living off of, it was bad. Yeah. Oh, so bad. That's when I started my business. Yeah. Bad timing to start a business, but Mm. I did it. (laughs) Yep. And we had, well, I think I said this, we had moved from Virginia to Florida. So we had no family, new mortgage, new baby, no job. So rock, rock bottom. I say rock bottom. That actually sounds a little dramatic. We were loving life. We had a new baby. Like we had just, yeah, moved yeah, to yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But not living the life that you had previous. Let's yes, just put it, it that way. It was, I could barely, like I was taking my calculator to the grocery store and like had to, oh, okay, I spaghetti is going to cost me $1 and nine cents times 7% tax or, you know, whatever, whatever it was then. Yeah. So those were the, those were the days. And my husband started his business and I'm trying to make like any buck that I can as a new stay at home mom and 16 hours of childcare was all we could afford. So that is where the 16 hours comes from. That's so interesting. That is all the pennies I had. Even that was a stretch, but I was like, okay, I could hire a friend who would get, watch Chloe at a discounted rate for me. And I could pay her X number of dollars an hour at 16 hours a, 
16 hours a week was all I could do. That way I could, when I was working, I could be all in on work without feeling any mom guilt. Exactly. Home the other days, I was only giving two days of work, uh, two days a week to my business. The other three days I could be mom. And that was like where I wanted my priorities to fall. And also to be honest with you, when I first had Chloe and I was trying to run business the way I had before I had kids and then I had her, what I found, even though I wanted to be a mom, I was so excited to be a mom. We had planned on it. Like we had prayed for her. Like I was so happy to be a mom. But when I was faced with a crying baby or a customer, a client, I could, you know, like an inbox I could clear out or a client I could serve. I resented the crying baby and not the customer or the client and probably feeling like you failed at both. Oh, and feeling so much. I know that feeling. And like, so I knew that what was happening was I was defaulting to resenting her and not resenting the work because I loved the work. And I was like, wait a minute, this is not, this isn't how I want to be. Like I see my propensity. I love my, what I'm doing. I love feeling good and being productive and being being a mom doesn't always feel very good or productive. So I knew in that moment that like, I got to set things up in a way that I can do work without feeling guilty and I can be fully present and be a mom and keep the priorities in order. So it's like three days a week, mom, really it's, you know, five other days of the week, mom, yeah. two days a week work. <laughs> and I just kept that because my kids were home. I had more kids and I just wanted to have that amount of time that while they were under my roof, I was mostly mom and then could like kick butt as a business owner the other two days of the week. So the 16, I have never not worked 16 hours. I've only ever worked two days a week, Tuesday and Thursday, because that is the days that she could do childcare. And then when she went to preschool, we did the Tuesday, Thursday, all day option. Like that's where that came from. Now my kids are more grown. My daughter turns 13 today. (gasps) I know crazy. Are you crying? Oh my gosh. I remember that when my first hit 13, I'm like, I'm not ready. It's I can't, I really, honestly, I'll probably cry tonight. I have it. Okay. Right. <laughs> I can't go there right now, Jen. Sorry. Um, well, and I, I know you're, I know you're feeling also because like I have a non-negotiable that at Tuesdays I spend it with my adult daughters and my granddaughter. I'm making my grandchildren a priority and, and I will find a way to work the business yeah. around that day. Yeah, exactly. So I get it. I get it. Exactly. And my kids are both in school full-time now. So technically I could work five days a week if I wanted to, but I, I don't because there's a lot of other things I love in life. Like my husband, my marriage, my friendships. I like going outside. I like gardening. I like meeting up with a friend for lunch. I like taking care of my house. I like cooking. I there's like, I'm a multifaceted person. I'm not just my only legacy. Isn't my work. I have, I like, we're, we are each whole people outside of what we do. And so I want to give time and space for all that other stuff that I love and the people that I love. And so I've just kept it 16 hours. Like I could do more work. There's endlessly more work to do. And the fallout of working 16 hours a week is things happen so slowly. It's not like idea one day, like most scrappy entrepreneurs execution the next day, you know, like the average entrepreneur who's a solopreneur has an idea for a in-person retreat and the next day the sales page is up and they're taking (laughs) pre-orders that is not my reality and that has never been my reality it has always been like here's an idea okay I'm gonna need some help who can help me with this I can only work on it a few hours a week 
it's going to take me six months <laughs> to launch this thing. And so I've had to grow really slow, although I would argue it hasn't been crazy slow. It's no. been like pretty great, but we can't execute very quickly. There's a ton of stuff I have to say no to all the time still, but 16 hours is just my sweet spot. Fridays, Graham and I take the day to have a date day because he's an entrepreneur too. So that's when we do our marriage counseling and that's when we go out to lunch and that's when we like work on the marriage. Have me time or couple time. time. Yes. That's our Friday. We work on the marriage. We spend time together Mondays and Wednesdays. I usually pack all my errands and stuff into Mondays. And then Wednesdays I'm trying to do nothing. I'm actually trying to like create Sabbath for just myself. It's a very novel concept where I just putz around the house and like, don't get very much done. And I sit and I think, and I I read and whatever. Yeah. I can do whatever I want, you know? So anyway, that's, that's that's smart though. And I feel like too, it's a slippery slope. Like even though your kids are in school and they're at a certain time, then you have to like, if you worked every single day, then you have to readjust when summer comes. Like it's, and it's more, for me, it feels more stable when you yep. have a set schedule. And so, more sustainable. Yeah. And more enjoyable. And more enjoyable. <laughs> I'm less likely to burn out. I mean, I haven't burnt out. Like I'm, you're less no. likely to burn out because you're just, and it really does help you make decisions because if you're like, I'm only going to give this X number of hours, it really helps you. And dial you're in focused. I bet. Time. Oh yep. yes. I know Wednesdays are my most productive day because Mm -hmm. Tuesdays I'm not doing anything except being with my granddaughter on the floor getting bruises. And then Wednesday, I'm like, okay, I got to hit it, you know, real hard. Um, Now you mentioned your husband. He is a new author. It's a phenomenal book. I will put those in the notes. I say thank you as if I wrote it. Well, did you not support him? I mean, I'm just saying. (laughs) Um, And he's a business owner or rather two businesses. I think that he runs. Um, have there been unique challenges while you're not working in the same business with each other and you're not necessarily even working from home together, but what kind of challenges have you had and any tips that you can give for people who are like my husband took a day off today and I'm like, why are you here? (laughs) (laughs) I have work to do. I'm being, I'm getting on video right now. Go out of the room. Um, So what are your tips or what challenges did you see? Yeah. So um, Graham is also a phenomenally talented business owner and he was kind of forced into entrepreneurship in during the recession, you know, maybe very similar to you. We just, he didn't have any other options than to try to put bills on the table by creating a business. He had no intention of being an entrepreneur. So he had uh, the recording revolution is what he was originally known for. It's, it's an education site that serves musicians, artists. Um, He's a producer, audio engineer by trade. So he built and scaled a business primarily off of YouTube um, and blogging went before that was really a thing. And now he has a business under his name, Graham Cochran, and he launched the, you know, recently got published for how to get paid for what, you know, just trying to help other people build online platforms. So I say all that to say, we've been both business owners together for most of our married life. We got married in 05 and he started his business in 2009 and I was already, I already had a business. So we went from, we've shared an office together with side-by-side desks. That did not work. Let me just tell you (laughs) how how quickly that had to go. (laughs) That did not work. And it was my fault because he's in the audio space. He'd have his headset on and I'd be like, babe, let me tell you about this thing. And he's like, yes, honey. I'm like, is this important? 
but I just wanted somebody to like share stuff with. Anyway, didn't work. Um, so the unique challenges, oh, let me cut to the chase. The unique challenges are, it doesn't matter how few hours you work. It is hard to shut your brain off. And you are always thinking about the business in one form or another. So that's the biggest challenge for us is that he, I mean, he only works four hours a week in his business. It is stupid. It's so irritating. And he's built a seven figure business and a six, another six figure business. And he works four hours a week in it. And it's just makes me so irritated. <laughs> no, I'm so <laughs> proud of him. I'm so happy for him. But, but he, I mean, his brain is in business owner mode all the time. Just like my brain is in business owner mode all the time. And it's hard, even though we have parameters over like when our computers are going to be open, when our laptop's going to be open, like we're very uh, solid on boundaries as it relates to like, neither of us work in the evenings after five, it works for our family to work mm-hmm. during daytime hours. I know that doesn't work for everyone. I'm not shaming you. If you no, 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 ha- no. It's, it's about is finding different. what works for you. Right. Yeah. So for our family, it's best for us to work while our kids are at school. So Come four or five o'clock when we get home, there is no, no work laptops open. There is no, there are no business pushes to the phone. Sometimes we've gotten a little bad about that lately. There's just so many more platforms. So anyway, we try not to have any work related pushes to phones after five o'clock, no work on the weekends, no work on on the evenings because we can, we can set up our work in such a way that it happens during the day, but you just never shut off business owner brain. So we have to, we have to have those boundaries and that helps us so that we don't just default back to there's always more work to do. And it it does help that we're honest with each other and hold each other accountable to that stuff. Like I know he's going to like totally throw shade if I'm standing at the, at the kitchen counter answering a work email and he sees it, like, he's going to be like, you know, I'm not, I'm not on my phone. That. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And if like, if he's out back answering a box to his team member, I'm going to be like up against the window, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> who are you talking to? You know? So I think when we let each other in and don't get defensive about it, it helps because then we have an advocate, like we're advocating, even though it might burn a little bit in the moment when someone's like, oh, are you working? Uh, we ha- we're advocating for each other's health and for our family by holding each other accountable. So, yeah, I, I find for me, it's the opposite because my husband works out of the home. And so when he gets home, sometimes that's my most productive time yeah. is during yeah. that time. And he'll just look at me after 20, almost 25 years of marriage, he'll look at me and I'll be like, okay, laptops closed. I can, that's another one for another day. So I am working on that myself actually. And everyone's different and the needs of everyone's family are, are really different. So it's really not about working 16 hours and it's not about just working from nine to five. It's really just, are you willing to ask yourself and your spouse, if you're married, yes. your family, your kids, is this working for us? Am I healthy? are we healthy? Like, are we okay with this? Are we connected? How's our marriage? How's my health? How are our finances? Do we have friendships? Are we involved in any kind of community? Have I put real clothes on in the last two weeks? Like these are all Stop asking that question. (laughs) But you're right. You're, you're absolutely right. And I'll get on a roll where I'm working too much and my adult children will point it out my, you know, like, so I'm like, I'm taking a day at a time, but the feedback is what's important. I think what you're talking about. Yeah. Like being humble enough 
to receive feedback and not be defensive. Well, I have to, well, you know, no one else is going to do this or it has to be done now. Like I'm even, I am trying to stay in a place of humility where I'm like, they are for me. Like they're advocating for me. So if I can let Mm -hmm. them speak into it, and if I'm willing to be honest with myself about how it's going, and I'm willing to be receptive to their honesty about how it's going, then we can work together to create a work life rhythm that really does serve our family for the whole family. Yes. And having the, your kids involved in that as well, because they will be honest with you. Oh yeah. They will let you know exactly what they think. (laughs) Exactly. I'm curious. This is not a question that we've had, but, but your children grew up with you too, having Mm -hmm. a business, separate businesses. Are they inclined to be entrepreneurs or are they inclined to do something different? I'm just curious. No, I mean, Chloe is like Graham's mini me. And so she wants to be a YouTube celebrity. Like she wants to be famous. Like Graham grew up wanting to be an actor and a musician and a rock star and like on stage and on screen. And that's Chloe. So from day one, she's like trying to make, we won't let her be on YouTube, but she's allowed to have a Roblox account that her face is not on. And that's like the closest she can get right now. Like I won't let her be on social media, but I'll let her be on Pinterest. So she has like a Pinterest account where she puts her aesthetic preppy teen vlog videos on. Cool. She's on Pinterest, but she's not on, on social media. So she loves all of that. I don't know that she thinks ahead towards like, how could I monetize this? Yeah. could I build a business? She wants to be a million different things, but she 1 million percent has seen parents who are on camera all the time. So she very much could like, she could do this interview in a heartbeat. Yeah. In a heartbeat that she's just, she's cut from the same cloth that we are in that. Um, and then my littlest, like, I don't know, she's just here for a good time. So she doesn't, she's camera shy. (laughs) She doesn't want to be like, front of house by any stretch but she's just the sweetest like supporter and who knows she wanted to have a bakery for the longest time we'll see if that if that holds up but I don't know I don't know if it's rubbed off or not but I think what we've wanted to teach them is that money comes from hard work and so if you want to have money all you have to do is work and everyone has something of value to offer the world do you love dogs I'm sure you could help someone else out with something like that are you really good at math I'm sure you could build a business that helps people with that. So if anything, what I hope we've instilled is that a work comes, uh, money comes from work Mm -hmm. and hard work equals Mm -hmm. more money. And that every single person has something of value to offer the world. They can choose whether or not they want to monetize it, but everyone has something that they can share and teach or give away that will help. So I don't know. I hope Yeah, no, that's good. And I always, I always throw in also that if it's not something that you love doing, you you don't have to do it. Like yeah, right? do something different, right? Isn't that an amazing time in, in the world that we live in that you actually, many of us, maybe not everyone, but a no. lot of us have mm-hmm. that option. Like yeah. you can go do something else. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, we're going to start wrapping it up. And I always love to ask this question of my, the people that I have on here, what are three things that have helped you to grow your business? That could be tools. It could be advice. It could be mindset. It could be whatever. Yeah. Okay. So that's such a great question. I should have like prepared to answer in advance, but the things that come (laughs) to mind are being known for one thing is very 
helpful at creating exponential faster growth. When you are known for one thing, people know how to refer you on. So you are known for Pinterest marketing. Like there are not very many people that I know that have raised their hand and said, I'm a Pinterest marketing expert. So anytime I'm in a conversation with a small business owner who's talking about, I really don't know what to do on Pinterest. Oh, guess what? I know a girl who knows a lot about what to do on Pinterest. Now, is that the only thing you're good at? No, you are multifaceted, multi-talented, but you have raised your hand to be good at a particular thing. And I think that will give you more traction. And that's how I saw what all that I do take off is that I just raised my hand and said, I will create images for female online business owners, female entrepreneurs. And nobody else was at the time raising their hand to say that. And so when someone needed product images or needed brand images, but couldn't afford a brand designer, I came to mind. SC Stock Shop came to mind. Social Squares came to mind. So resist That's the That's great advice. Yes, you can try a million things, but I really do think, like think of it like an inverted triangle and start with something that you'll be known for. And then you can expand later, but be known for one thing so that you're referable. So that'd be my first thing. That's such good advice. Second thing would be, um, I really do think forcing yourself to work less does create more revenue. And more focus. Yes. Right? For me, if I I have all the hours in the day, if I only have two hours, I tend to get way more done in those two hours. Exactly. I think it's Parkinson's law that says that you'll fill the amount of, like a project will take the amount of time that you give it. So if you give yourself 40 hours a week to work, your business will take 40 hours a week to get it done and you'll probably still not get it all done. If you give yourself 20 hours a week to work, you will find a way to get it done in 20 hours a week. And couple that with, Pareto's principle, which is the 80, 20. Like if you are, if you know that 20% of your effort is generating 80% of your results, then what if that means 80% of what you're doing as a small business owner is a total waste of time and is only generating 20% of your revenue. This is like, this is not my idea. This is statistically proven to be true in the marketplace, but also in a lot of areas of life. So what if you figured out what that 20% is that's actually driving revenue. And what if, whether you work 10 hours or a hundred hours, what if you just did that 20%? If you have 20 products, chances are 20% of your products are generating 80% of your revenue. What if you scrapped all of those and you focused all your time and effort and energy onto those two products that are actually generating 80% of your revenue. Mathematically, if you're doing the math, then no matter how many hours you work, we're talking then about 4Xing your revenue, 5Xing your revenue. So there's actually strategy and power to working less, working more intentionally, doing that 20%, even if you take all of your hours and you just do that 20%. So I'm just going to give you those two tips because those, those are two are, good tips. And if people will do them, they will change their, it will change their businesses. So, <laughs> so powerful. Okay. Whew. So tell folks yeah. what social squares has, because yeah. a lot of people assume it's only the images. Yeah. And I will even step forward and say, those are great, yeah. but the community yeah. and the education are yeah. out of this world. Awesome. So talk a little That's bit so. about that. 
You did a great job. I mean, I don't know, what's more to say? No, the social squares is like we mentioned, it's a stock image membership. And as a part of that membership, you get access to, like I mentioned, a growing catalog of it's right now it's over 6,000 highly curated images. This is like really, really just our most favorite, best stuff. No crap in there. Um, but you, in addition to that, you also get caption prompts. If you want to use those on Instagram or for content, and those kind of fall under the five content buckets that we think all business owners need to be talking about online. So regardless of how you're talking about it, reels, TikTok, blog posts, YouTube videos, these are the things that every small business owner needs to be it showing up and talking about within their business. So we give you content prompts for that kind of thing monthly. We give you marketing education. So we do, we, we've done a variety, we've done this a variety of different ways, but we'll have special guests on to teach different pieces of content relating to usually digital marketing strategies. Um, we've had Jen on there talking about Pinterest marketing. So we'd really try to bring in people that will be helpful. There's a community there. Um, oh, we're community. always trying to over deliver but, but really like connecting women with other small business owners, uh, helping to spread what they're doing. So there's a lot going on there. I hope we're, so um, my fingers are crossed. We haven't said this anywhere yet. I don't think, not on any podcast, but we are so close to launching video. Video sock. I know. I should have like, I you published- heard it first here. <laughs> we're in the middle of a ground up a site rebuild that is just a beast, but I think we're going to be able to start adding in video stock. So we're just trying to continue to expand to, to just provide women with whatever tools they need from an image and like visuals perspective to show up consistently online. Um, and they can find that at socialsquares.com, but really they should go find it at socialsquares.com slash Jen because what Jen has done for her community is she's made a way for you guys to have 20% off your first month. And actually, pst, I think that you could get 20% off of any of the packages, which means I think you could get 20% off of the quarterly or the annual, which makes it like, we don't even advertise that because it's like stupidly way too much money off. Like we get zero profit Like you're margin. giving it away. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that, so on that page, socialsquares.com slash Jen, there is a code that lets you get 20% off your first month, but I'm pretty sure you could use it in any plan and get 20% off the total cost. So take, and yeah, search around and look for all the little yep, things because- it is a great peak. deal to do the annual mm-hmm. FYI. But yeah. the other thing that I want to say about it that you wouldn't, but I'm going to, is it is the most positive, helpful community that I've ever, ever been a part of. So wow. if if you're, because most entrepreneurs, especially female entrepreneurs are yeah. kind of by yourself. You feel like you're kind of on this yep. little island and people will put questions on the Facebook group and everybody comes to help. It is, it is truly an amazing community. It is worth the price. Not even talking about all the other great things. Oh, for sure. I mean, for (laughs) sure. (laughs) I used to be a commercial photographer. I know the value of any given image. We used to sell images in Etsy stock shop and people paid for them. $79 per individual image. Yes. And we sold them like hotcakes. Like, and now you're getting access to 6,000 plus images for $39 is the current. It is literally insane. And let me be just from a marketing perspective, utilizing free images from Canva or Upsplash or Unsplash or wherever that you're looking for them 
will not be as effective in your marketing. I'm just telling you, how many times have you seen something on social media and you're like, I've seen that picture before. That's not very creative, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for your valuable time, especially because you do a 16 hour week and you let me into this little piece of your week. And this I really, really appreciate way it. Use my time. <laughs> what is the best way that people can get in contact with you? Yeah. So on, on Instagram, you can find social squares at, at social squares, and you can find me on Instagram as at Shay Cochran. And I'm not really cool enough to be on any other platforms. Actually, social squares <laughs> did just start being on TikTok. So technically you can find social squares on TikTok. I think it's social squares official. We're just wow. experimenting on TikTok. Oh my wow. gosh. Nothing, nothing makes me feel older than trying to be in a TikTok video. So <laughs> I am, your daughters it. could probably help you. Yeah, I, am, I am definitely going to go follow that. Everything that we talked about, if we talked about anything like for Shay's husband's business, all of that kind of stuff will be in the show notes. So definitely check that out. And I always like to say this, listening to education, getting great sound bites, learning, learning, learning is wonderful. But if you don't put it into action, you're not moving your business forward. So please, please, please take one piece of advice that you heard or go sign up for her social squares because it will literally help you with your marketing and end up saving you time. I hope you all have a great day. Bye. Thank you. You're going to stop recording. I don't even know where. Thanks for joining me. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to subscribe to the show to be automatically notified for each episode. Visit the notes for the links mentioned in this episode and to connect with me. And as always, please take one tip from this episode and implement it in your business. Bye.